with all the trouble that Joe Biden's had the last three weeks with Afghanistan, Donald Trump has been lurking. Now, I use the word lurking um, in, in not a precise way. Hovering, lurking, trying to figure out how to exploit the problems Mr. Biden is having. So we got a hold of the first video component to this. Go. Afghanistan cannot be used as a terrorist base. That Afghanistan has become the Disneyland for terrorists. We plan for every contingency. Total chaos. It is heartbreaking. It is depressing. It's a failure, and he needs to own that failure. Fair responsibility for all that's happened. He did not admit any mistakes. He did not uh, offer any change, of course. He says we're going to continue forward. He really isn't taking responsibility. Mr. Biden, you did this. You made the deal with the Taliban. All right, so that's a devastating one minute, four seconds. The ad was paid for by the Save America PAC organization. So President uh, Trump wants to run again. I told you that. He told me. Um, And so he set up a bunch of political action committees. They raise money. That money doesn't go directly to Donald Trump, but he controls the money. So that ad that you saw there is not going to run on the network news. You're not going to see it there. You'll see it all over the Internet. And um, perhaps um, Fox News Channel and uh, the other um, conservative organizations, ONN and Newsmax, perhaps. But it's pretty devastating. And um, this situation is hurting not only Joe Biden, but the Democratic Party and all the people who run the Democratic Party and who are working with Mr. Biden know it. They know that this is a catastrophe for them, not just for the people left behind in Afghanistan. Now, there is a poll out off uh, the Afghan debacle. It is from Politico and Morning Consult, Democrats 39, Republicans 36. So this is a fair poll, about 2,000 registered voters. Question was, are things going in the right direction in America? Right direction 39. Wrong track, 61. Second question, do you approve or disapprove of how President Biden handled Afghanistan? Approve 30, net disapprove 61. No opinion, 8. So this is a terrible poll for Biden. Now, it is true that people have a short memory and that Afghanistan is far away. And if there's not a terror attack uh, in the next month or so, This will fade somewhat. The details will fade. But there will be uh, atrocities du jour in Afghanistan, and that video will be smuggled out. So the conservative outlets, the anti-Biden outlets will run that, but not the corporate media. So Joe Biden himself is not going to go silent. And when you 
I don't think he's going to hold a press conference in Louisiana. I'd be shocked. He'll go down for a photo op. There'll be a pool of reporters around him. Some might shout questions, but he's not going to get into Afghanistan. So, and they're going to say, look, we said what we said. It's a tremendous victory for us and the country. Period. Goodbye. That's it. Good night. Elvis has left the building. Um, so the silent treatment will be given to Afghanistan by the president. So the question then becomes, because we always like to advance the stories here, will the media try to save Biden's image, his overall image? Will that happen? Because, as everybody knows, some of the liberal media, I mean, the Washington Post literally begged people to vote for Joe Biden. Yet, they scorched him over Afghanistan. So, there was a departure in the usual ideological news coverage in this country. Whereas the Wall Street Journal, uh, I'm sorry, the, the Washington Post went after him. So did elements on CNN. MSNBC remained pretty loyal. I mean, they are the most far left network in the history of this country. No, not even close. And um, the New York Times, interestingly enough, they're not really engaged here. Not one editorial in the last two and a half weeks on this. Nothing. Why? Because the New York Times makes its money, all of it, from liberal viewership. Didn't used to be that way. You know, they used to have kind of a, they always were liberal, but there were other people in. Now they're not. It's all liberal. You can make the case that the Fox News Channel is all conservative. You can make that case. It wasn't when I was there because we did polling and surveys. We knew who was watching. But today you can make the case that Fox News' total audience is conservative. But the New York Times, no question about it. In order to continue the revenue, they can't go up against Biden. Washington Post... They almost had to do it um, because, of, as I said, they were so fervently in favor of Biden. And it all had to do with Trump. We all know that. So the Wall Street Journal yesterday just hammered. And I'm going to do two parts of their editorial. I'm going to read you two parts. Put the first one on the full screen, please. Quote from the Wall Street Journal, Biden's defiant accusatory defense on Tuesday of his Afghanistan withdrawal and its execution was so dishonest and so lacking in self-reflection or accountability that it was unworthy of the sacrifices Americans have made in that conflict, unquote. That's just a devastating statement. They're basically saying that the American service people were killed and wounded. Biden insulted them by lying. That's heavy. Second part of the editorial, quote, Mr. Biden described the evacuation as if it were a triumph and that his administration had planned for such a contingency in case the Afghan military collapsed. This is literally unbelievable. Multiple media reports have revealed that the White House was caught by surprise and preparing for vacation en masse when Kabul fell, unquote. And that's true. Uh, Blinken, the very weak Secretary of State, was out where I am right now on the East end of Long Island. He was already there. 
So if Blinken knew Afghanistan was going to fall, he couldn't possibly have begun a end-of-summer vacation. And, of course, he had to run back to Washington. Biden himself was in Camp David doing some R&R. He had nothing on his schedule. So let me repeat the question. I'm going to bring in Bernie Goldberg. Um, Will the media try to resurrect? I think that's a better word. Resurrect Joe Biden. Because right now, he's toast. Only the fanatics are saying he's a good president and we're happy we voted for him. Um, By the way, CBS News uh, didn't cover Afghanistan last night. It was all Ida and other stories. But CBS News said, nah, we don't think we have a follow-up story anywhere. No people left behind, no dogs left behind, no examination of uh, performance over there, uh, even though the military is backtracking, not even the leak from the CIA that said uh, Biden and, uh, and the Afghan president spoke and Biden told them to put a happy face on the Taliban events. I mean, that was a tremendous story because, as you know, they were leaking all day long under Trump. But Biden hadn't leaked. But now the intel community put out the phone call, the transcription of the phone call between Biden and Ghani. That's incredible. CBS couldn't kind of get into that a little bit. So joining us now is a guy who worked at CBS, um, I think, 72 years, right? Didn't you start when you were like nine? Um, And you worked for them? My first assignment was the Lincoln administration. Right. How many Emmys did you win at CBS, by the way, as a news reporter? Six at CBS and eight at HBO. Okay. So six Emmys. Now, I remember as a young correspondent at CBS working for Dan Rather, and you were there at the time, but you were Miami-based. But once in a while, you'd come to New York and and, and kind of look at the younger correspondents and like that. Give Give us a little. Yeah. That's not true. Oh, it is. Oh, Goldberg. You and all the others that were there for a long time was like hazing. So anyway, you know the CBS News organization as well as anybody on this earth. Were you surprised they didn't cover Afghanistan on the nightly news last night? You know, I don't watch network news anymore. So I didn't know that until you said it. But CBS, as well as other liberal news organizations did hold Donald Trump accountable. And you you referenced that in your lead-in. But I think news organizations, whether it's CBS, The New York Times, CNN, whoever on the left, you know, it's human nature to revert to form. And I think sooner or later, probably sooner, they will revert to form and probably find a way to blame Donald Trump for the chaos, the mess, the the fiasco we all witnessed on television coming out of Kabul and the rest of Afghanistan. So if you're asking if they're going to try to save him at some point, at some point they will. They have been fair in the past, in the recent past, with some notable exceptions, they have been fair. And by the way, the reason they were fair, the reason they did hold him accountable, it, it wasn't because they were concerned about his reputation or his credibility. 
they were concerned about their own reputation. That's right. And what little credibility still have. Because if they cover for him when the American electorate was watching what we were all watching on TV, if they covered for that the way they covered for the mess on the southern border, for instance, they would have lost what little credibility they still have. And they were going to throw him under the bus if necessary and finally do their job because otherwise it was going to be they who went under the bus. Well, it's interesting to note that MSNBC did not cover this story with any sense of fairness at all. It was excuse making and Trump blaming all the way down the line. But NBC News tries to detach itself from MSNBC. Do you think that works? I don't know that the American people think NBC and MSNBC are the same thing. The president, one of the presidents, former president of NBC News once said that that is MSNBC is our editorial page. Uh, well, you know what? If I were running a news organization, I wouldn't want that being my editorial page. Uh, I wouldn't want Morning Joe with three hours of Trump bashing being my editorial page. I wouldn't want a network that pretty much only shows one side of a story, not entirely, but pretty much shows one side of a story being my editorial page. But I don't think the, I think the people who watch MSNBC, you know, they're lefties who like everything they see on MSNBC and believe everything. And I don't know that they necessarily conflate that or even associate that with NBC News. Yeah, I do. I think there's the bleed over now. I don't think there's a person in the country that thinks NBC News is a fair news organization. But I don't think there's that any, may, anybody that doesn't think it tilts left. That, 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 that may be true, and I, and I tend to agree with that. But I don't think that's because of MSNBC. I don't, well, I, don't I mean, know when, that, but when we were working at Network News and Brokaw was in the chair, Brokaw was a lefty, as was Peter Jennings, rather was much further left than Brokaw and Jennings. Brokaw and Jennings tried to, you know, keep an image of impartiality and rather didn't. That was the difference. But NBC News back then was more of a traditional news organization. Now it's a committed left news organization. I'm not arguing with that. All I'm saying is I think people who watch the Today Show don't, don't are watching Morning Joe. So I don't know that they... They, they make a connection. MSNBC, that's one thing. NBC is another thing. The point is they're both left of center news organizations. One of them really left of center yeah. news okay. organizations. Now, my uh, prediction is that we have a long Labor Day weekend coming up. Next week, all the networks will forget about Afghanistan to some extent, maybe a couple of small things, but they're on to the big 3.5 trillion uh, infrastructure bill that's going to give everybody everything. They're on to whatever else might break. But the conservative media, Fox and Newsmax and OAN, they will try to keep the Afghanistan story going. Correct? Yes, but you said something very interesting in your lead-in. I say very interesting, Bill, because it doesn't happen very often that you say something very interesting. Thanks. <laughs> okay. But you, you used the term that jumped out at me. You said atrocities du jour. If there are, in fact, atrocities du jour, and we know what they might be, 
revenge against Afghans who helped the United States, possibly Americans included in that atrocities du jour, then even NBC, CBS, ABC, CNN, the New York Times, the Washington Post, none of them, Bill, are going to be able to ignore that because that goes back to their own credibility. If word gets out that they lined up a bunch of Afghans who helped the United States and shot them, and I hope that never happens. We all hope that never happens. But if it does, if that's one of the atrocities du jour that you were referencing, then everybody's going to be back on board covering this. Now, if that doesn't happen, then you're on to something. If that doesn't happen, they will revert to form and play the story down and even go further than that, I think, and start to blame their favorite villain for all of this, and that's Donald J. Trump. So let's get to Trump. Did you think that political ad was effective? Well, I thought that political ad was off the charts effective. I had never seen that before. Wow. Just Nobody had ever seen it before, Bernie, because they sent it to me because they knew I wouldn't chop it and I wouldn't ignore it. Good for you. That's great. That's a great get. Uh, from a technical point of view, you know, being in television, we look at certain things differently than the than the general public. That was dynamite. Now, I think, I think that I don't want Donald Trump involved in this, even if he was behind the the ad, because I think it, it then becomes about Donald Trump and not about the content of the ad. I think the best thing Donald Trump can do if he wants Joe Biden to be hurt by this, and Joe Biden should be hurt by this, I think the best thing Donald Trump can do is play 18 holes at Mar-a-Lago and, and just let it go. And even if he puts that ad out, Stay away from doing interviews about the ad. That's just okay. my advice. I know. Yeah, I mean, you people... don't want to make it about Trump. You want to make keep it on Biden. So you wrote a really good column uh, this week, and and I want to tell everybody: look, there are independent news agencies like BillOReilly.com, BernardGoldberg.com that you should access. All right, because it's a counterbalance to if you're going to sit there and watch two, three hours of cable news a day uh, or even the network news broadcast, you've got to have something else, because if you don't, you're going to be misled on both sides. We will not mislead you. Goldberg and I will not mislead you. We'll tell you what we think and why we think it. But anyway, you wrote a pretty tough column on Biden. So my question is, did you think Biden was going to be this bad when he got elected? Well, let me answer it this way, Bill. Biden was, he won the nomination because he wasn't Bernie Sanders and he won the election because he wasn't Donald Trump, okay? And if that sounds simple, it's because it is simple. It's that simple. It's that true. Uh, Americans were tired of the chaos and deception of Donald Trump, so they elected Joe Biden. Now, here's the great irony of our time. What did they get by electing Joe Biden? They got chaos, Afghanistan. And they got deception, all the lies and misinformation he's put out about Afghanistan. But did I expect that he would be this incompetent? I don't think anybody could have. I mean, partisans could say, well, he's, he's, you know, he's senile and all that. I never said that. But I didn't think he could be this, this incompetent. And I'll tell you, you had a great line about it. You called him a diminished man 
in a world of living in a world of delusion. That's a good description of, of what he's become. Uh, There's no doubt about it. And, and Senator Lieberman, Joseph Lieberman, who's on a news, a news, news earlier this week, if you guys missed that, I hope you watch it. He confirmed that because he, he has known Biden, you know, fairly, you know, closely for decades because they were both in the Senate together. And, and they're both if, Democrats. And, and, and Lieberman the, said flat out, he's not who he was. Last if word. There are, if, there, if there are these, these atrocities du jour, the Biden presidency effectively, if it isn't already, and it may be, but if it isn't already, will be over. Okay, Bernie, thank you very much. Everybody go to bernardgoldberg.com. Really appreciate it, Bernie. Have a nice weekend. Thanks. Let's talk to you soon. Now, a lot of stuff coming out of Afghanistan isn't true. And I was on a radio with Sean Hannity today, and we discussed that a little bit. Um, that some things reported in the conservative media uh, are false. And it's my job to correct the record as best I can for you. Let's start with the guy dangling from the helicopter. Put that picture up there. Okay, so this came out on Monday, uh, August 30th. And uh, it looks like that guy was hung and carried around by the Taliban. And that indeed was reported on a number uh, of news agencies. And Ted Cruz, the senator, he, he said it as well in a tweet. Now, it's not true. So the guy on the helicopter, and we don't know the circumstances surrounding it, but he had a harness on, he wasn't hanging, and CNN reports that he was waving, uh, moving freely. Now, CNN is not reliable, not a reliable source of information. But we don't know what that was all about. And to say the Taliban did it to hang the guy, you can't do that unless you know, and we don't know. Then there are the 90 retired generals who called on um, Chief of Staff Milley to resign following disasters, Afghan withdrawal. Okay, so 90 generals get together and they say, look, Milley's got to go. They're called the flag officers for America. Now, Milley should go. I mean, he's a woke guy and he's got no credibility and uh, nobody trusts him and he's done. He should resign with honor. But he might, maybe. But this crew is political. This flag officers for uh, America. In May, they signed a letter basically saying that the election wasn't legitimate. Now, there's nothing wrong with generals saying that they, in their opinion, the election wasn't legitimate. But when you report what they say subsequently, you have to put the group into context. It is an anti-Biden group. That's all you have to say. You can report what they do, but you have to say who they are. And again, the media doesn't do it. Finally, the dog situation. Now, you know, uh, I have Holly the Terror dog, and, and I uh, support a lot of uh, charities that help abused animals. You know, I give my money to them. So the initial report was American military dogs were left behind in Afghanistan. And everybody went wild. That's not true. All of, according to Pentagon, all of the military dogs are out. 
The dogs that remain are private dogs. And there is a woman, Charlotte Maxwell Jones, and she's still in Afghanistan trying to save these dogs. And we respect Ms. Maxwell Jones immensely for trying to do this. So they are dogs of private citizens. Now, as you may know, Muslim in a Muslim culture, they hate dogs. They'll kill the dogs. And I don't know whether Biden knows that or not. He doesn't know very much. But these dogs will be killed unless they're flown out of there. So this um, Kabul small rescue unit is trying to do that. But the Pentagon's not helping them. Therein lies the story. It's not that the U.S. military abandoned the dogs. That is false. But the Pentagon won't help get these dogs out. And I'm sure they could be adopted all over the world. Why? Why not help? Again, we are here to give you honest information. All right? So once again, it's the Kabul Small Animal Rescue, founded by Charlotte Maxwell Jones. I believe she's still over there. Um, she may have gotten out, but she's trying to get these dogs saved. And if you can help them out, you should, in my opinion. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Now we go on to the investigation. There are four bodies in the House and Senate going to do it. The Foreign Affairs Committee, the chairman is uh, Democrat Gregory Meeks in the House. Okay. The Armed Services Committee, the chairman is Adam Smith in the House. The Senate Armed Services Committee, Jack Reed is chairman. Foreign Relations Committee, Bob Menendez of New Jersey chairman. All four of those chairmen are, of course, Democrats because the Democrats hold the power in both the Senate and the House. Joining us now is former Republican Congressman Peter King. He served for 18 years, served our country for 18 years, and he was the House Homeland Security Committee chair from 2011 to 2013. So in, in these committees, we've seen partisan displays almost every time there's something investigated. Best is Brett Kavanaugh, which was a disgraceful expedition. Do you think that this Afghan stuff is going to be partisan with the Democrats in charge? It will be partisan, but the four chairmen you're talking about there are among the more normal Democrats, if I can put it that way. It's not going to be, I hope, uh, uh, not similar to the uh, uh, Brett Kavanaugh extravaganza that went on. That was just a disgrace. 
Uh, thank God it's not Adam Schiff and he's not uh, involved, or Benny Thompson, the Homeland Security Committee. They'd be much more uh, partisan. But what is important here is they, it, I hope the chairman themselves, Jack Reed also, he's a West Point graduate, he's a pretty dedicated guy, that they have some leverage here or they have some leeway in which way the uh, committees are going to go. It could well be that Chuck Schumer is going to control the Democratic hearings or the Senate hearings and Nancy Pelosi the, uh, the House hearings. And they can do that with pressure. They can just uh, sort of you know, you know, uh, put their foot down and put limitations on how long the, the hearings are going to go, how many witnesses can be called. And generally, the majority party calls two or three, two of the three witnesses or three of the four witnesses, depending on how many panels you have. So you can stack the uh, uh, investigation in a way that it can cover up what's happening. And then in that case, it's really up to the Republicans to do their work. And in the time available to them with their questioning, that they really ask tough questions. And they it's not just enough to ask questions that day, like if Blinkley's out there or Secretary Austin, you know, they can filibuster and they can, uh, you know, during a three minute or five minute uh, question and answer session, they can uh, run out the clock. So it's important to have research done beforehand, have sources in the Defense Department, in the State Department, people who know what's going on in the White House and find out what Joe Biden knew, when he knew it. Did he ever approach this with an open mind? Or did he just come in and tell his people, I want us out of uh, Afghanistan no matter what? Did he ever consider, for instance, maintaining a, uh, a small base of operations out of Afghanistan? Did he ever consider extending the time? And instead, uh, it appears as if he put pressure on the Afghans to move more quickly and to put a more rosy picture on it that was really happening. So a lot's going to depend on the Republicans in the minority. I think Menendez and Reid will be reasonably fair in the uh, uh, Senate, Greg Meeks, I know him fairly well. They're going to be un un under uh, pressure. And also Adam Smith, of the four of them, is probably the guy who would be considered most pro-military, if you will, uh, a pro-strong uh, uh, national defense. But it's going to be tough. Uh, yeah, and, I mean, I can't and, imagine the Democrats throwing Biden under the bus, trying to hurt Biden. Um, I, I just can't imagine it. So uh, the, even the witnesses that are going to be called, are you telling me that only the Democrats have the power to name the witnesses they want or do the Republicans? They can call one. Is that what you said? Generally, the way it's done is if there's going to be four, it depends on how many panels, how many series of witnesses, but usually one third or one quarter of the witnesses can be called by the minority party. I think what the Democrats are going to try to do is obfuscate and create this equivalence between Donald Trump and, and Joe Biden. And they're also going to go back to George W. Bush. And they're going to try and make this just one big confusing situation. And yeah, Joe Biden wasn't perfect, but he made the best of a bad situation. I think right. that's what they're going to try and say. Not give an outright defense. They're going to say, but the poor guy, he made the best of a terrible situation that he was left. Now, if you lie before the committees, that's a felony, correct? Yes, it is. Yeah. All right. So, but you don't have to answer a yes or no question, even if the Republicans do research and do have facts. You can ask a question to, I don't know, Blinken or whoever is there. And Blinken doesn't really have to answer it. Um, it's not like me interviewing you. If you don't answer, I can come in and, you know, browbeat you on the air. They can't do that, right? Well, they can try, but then their five minutes will run out. And then, then you know, the time will go over to a Democrat who will try to rehabilitate Blinken. So now, generally, a clever witness can run out the clock. And if he doesn't want to give an honest answer, uh, but not necessarily give a dishonest answer. He can uh, put out a confusing message 
and you yeah. can delay it. Use a lot of big words, and uh, and then they say, you know, time's expired. That's bloviating. Um, there you go. Uh, I don't know whether you saw the interview last night that we did with Senator Lieberman, um, but it was quite something because he's a very knowledgeable guy, a Democrat, and but he knows as much about the world as anyone, and his uh, point of view on Afghanistan is, uh, you know. 180 degrees opposite the president's. But the thing that I asked him was, you know, Joe Biden for decades, you served with Biden, you were friendly with Biden. Okay. Is he a diminished man? And Lieberman said, yeah. Do you see that? I mean, you don't know Biden as much because you're in the house, but I, I think that this is getting to be a crisis as far as his ability to actually do the job as president. Yeah, let me say two things. First of all, with Joe Biden, you cannot get a more honorable, decent, or straightforward guy with no rancor or malice at all than Joe Biden. He's absolutely probably the best person I met in the whole 28 years I was down in Congress. That's number one. Number are you two. talking about Biden or are you talking about Lieberman? Uh, no, I'm, I'm sorry, Joe Lieberman. I'm yeah, Joe Lieberman. you said Biden, so oh, I, meant, okay, I, just, Joe Lieberman. I just saved yeah. your butt now, Congressman. So you're absolutely. talking Thank about you. Joseph Lieberman, not Joe Lieberman. Joe Biden. Go ahead. Lieberman is, is honest and, uh, in fact, more honest and has more uh, class and quality than anyone I ever met in Congress. Uh, now, as far as Joe Biden, uh, Joe Biden, uh, I didn't know him, obviously, as well as Joe Lieberman, but uh, did. But I met him a number of times. And, yeah, I, I always felt that, even though sometimes he would say some flaky things or whatever, but he was pretty sharp. He, uh, his, his eyes were sort of penetrating. He, he would look at you when he was talking. And now he has that sort of vague look in his eye and he seems to be wandering. And uh, no, I think, listen, I, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a psychologist, but I definitely think that Joe Biden has, has slipped. And, you know, the level of it would have to look at, but no, he has, he has definitely slipped. Do you have any information or opinion on who is the real power in the White House right now? I'm only going on secondhand information. I've heard Susan Rice may have much more uh, in, uh, impact than she uh, should. And she, of course, will be very close to the Obamas, so you, maybe you can add up, you know, two and two there and get four. Hopefully it's not two and two, it's five. But I mean, it's, uh, uh, I, I don't think Blinken really is that in, influential. No. Uh, so I, I don't know who it is. I mean, uh, you know, Ron Klink is the chief of staff. He's, uh, I think it's Ron Klink, Ron Klein. He's always, uh, he's a pretty able guy. But I, I don't know with, with, with uh, uh, President Biden, even like in Afghanistan, I mean, everything he said has been wrong from the beginning. And uh, listen, he could have a, a, a policy I can strongly disagree with, if he has coherent reasons for it, that's his prerogative as president. I just feel he's uh, just, you know, just running loose here. Okay, Congressman, we really appreciate it. Thank you very much for helping us out. And you can hear the Congressman on WABC radio. Uh, I interact with him there sometimes. And uh, very nice of you to help us out, Congressman. We'll talk again. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Right. Appreciate okay. it. Thank you. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine, enough already with the lies. 
No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to the Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is an interesting story. Um, According to the University of Michigan and Kaiser Permanente, Southern California, chubby kids are increasing in number because of the pandemic. So five to 11 year old Americans, their overweight increased from 36 to 46 percent. So most kids have baby fat. I did. But now about half the kids in the country, five to 11. 12 to 15, when you're in adolescence and you're working it off, increased by 13%. And that's because the kids are sitting on their butt in the house on the machines. That's why. Okay, let's go to California. Most populated state in the union, 39.6 million people live in California. It is the fifth largest economy in the world. Think about that fifth largest economy in the world. However, since 2018, at least 265 companies have left California. They are, some of them, Apple, Nestle, Hewlett-Packard, Oracle, Darvis, and on and on and on and on. That's an enormous flight of corporations. And the reasons are They can't hire workers because the workers can't afford housing, particularly on the coast. Okay, they're too regulated, too heavily taxed, and they don't want to do business there. So they're going to low tax states like Texas, Florida, Nevada. All right. They're pulling out. Now, what this is going to do is collapse. The California economy, because so much of the taxation there goes to entitlements for illegal aliens, for drug addicts, for you name it. Well, who's going to pay if those companies are moving out and all their workers are leaving? Their their tax base is going to shrink. So they have to raise taxes even more and now cause more people to move out. That's what's happening in New York, where I live, in Illinois, in all the progressive states. The same thing is happening. California, for the first time in its 170-year history, lost a congressional seat last year. Cancel culture. Now, I'm going to play you a soundbite. This is from yesterday. It has to do with Hurricane Ida. And here is the president of the United States. Go. I'm here with uh, with my senior advisor and uh, boy who knows Louisiana very, very well, man, and in New Orleans and uh, Cedric Richmond. A boy. And then he corrected himself, man. Now, President Trump had said that there would have been 10 days, he's a racist, right? Everybody knows it. So Biden, who doesn't really know what he's saying, as I've said for months, says, a boy who knows, man. Now, that was a mistake. It wasn't deliberate. I don't think it came from a cognitive deficit, but I could be wrong on that. But he's trying to be nice to the guy, saying the guy knows this area very well, and he's a friend of mine, an advisor of mine. But he uses the word boy, and he's an African-American. Now, 
press ignored it totally. I'm only pointing it out to show you how corrupt the press is. I don't think Biden meant any malice here, but if Trump did it or I did it or Glenn Beck did it or Mark Levin did it or Hannity did it, calls for our cancellation immediately. Even if we just made a mistake and corrected it. China. Just say a prayer tonight, even if you're an atheist, that you don't live in China and thank nature or the deity, whatever you believe in. China now has told its 1.5 billion citizens that children under 18 can only play on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays on the Internet. Games. That's it. Three hours a week, one hour each day, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's all. Now, if the, what if the kid plays five, seven hours, ten hours? Well, there will be Chinese monitoring through the Internet companies the people's computers, which they do anyway. This is a totalitarian system. Now, How will you be punished? Probably fined, I would imagine. But I just wanted to tell you the extent of the lack of freedom in China. It's incredible. Okay, narcissism was on display with Joe Biden's speech yesterday. I didn't do anything wrong. No mistakes were made. Nothing that we didn't know, we were prepared. What a bunch of bull. Now, a narcissist will never admit a mistake. First attribute. If you know people in your life who will never admit mistakes, they are narcissistic. The definition is an extremely self-centered person who is an exaggerated sense of self-importance and the disorder, it's a mental disorder, is named for the mythological figure Narcissus, who fell in love with his own reflection. Okay. Now, is President Biden a narcissist? I don't know. And it would be wrong of me to call him that. But I can say with certainty that his speech on Afghanistan yesterday was narcissistic. Can you imagine saying to the world, we didn't do anything wrong in evacuating Afghanistan when 13 American service people are dead. That is an insult to their families. That did not have to happen. If you had taken your time, if you had provided security on a number of levels in Afghanistan, and we have gone over all of this, if you had not been impulsive, if you had thought about unintended consequences, all of those things, you would have been much better prepared to leave that country with all Americans and all the Afghans that helped us over a 20-year period. But to rush out of there in a chaotic fashion, and you didn't make any mistakes, no miscalculations at all, Mr. President, That's narcissistic.
Now, in your life, if you know someone who will never admit a mistake, stay away. Because this ripples. And if that person is close to you, has access to you, and you get on their wrong side, there's going to be trouble. Now, that's the best advice I could give you. As far as Joe Biden is concerned, most Americans know he is not functioning in an effective way as president. Right now, his daily job approval is about 40%. A lot of liberals, a lot of Democrats, a lot of people who voted for him in that um, other side, 60%. I think he's doing a bad job. And that's going to get worse. It's going to get worse because he's not coming back from whatever it is that has shrouded his thinking. Not coming back.